All right, welcome, boys and girls, to another episode of the IDP Plus uh, podcast with your host here, Steve Thomason, aka Dynasty Santa, and my handsome co-host Matt Record at M Record Twenty One. Uh, Matt, first week of the playoffs. Uh, how's things going? Oh, I'm in some leagues. I'm out of many. Uh, <laughs> always, it's always, you know, fans football is so freaking variable. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Welcome to the IDP Plus Air podcast, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, as always, we are presented by our good friends at Trophy Smack. Uh, they have everything you need to bring really your fantasy league up to the next level. They've got uh, rings. They've got They've Look got that sick belts. These things are legit. That's all hack. Those watching on YouTube, uh, you can yeah. see them. We show these off every week. They are so hacking legit. They bring your leagues to the next level. It's kind of it's a lot of fun to actually have something to play for. Uh, you're not just yeah. playing for pride. Like you actually have something you can you know, take pictures with, hold up in front of your friends and family. Uh, I know yeah. you recently uh, switched your league to a uh, trophy smack league, yeah. Oh yeah, we uh, we got a new trophy because uh, someone had actually broken our original trophy years oh, ago, um, and I was just been too lazy to to fix it. But I was like, you know, we're gonna screw it. We're gonna go full upgrade. Uh, it's really cool. It's got like an actual football on the top. It's nice and tall. It's got the plaque. So this is a league that's been twenty years plus running. So I Dang. need a lot of room for a lot of names and a lot of champions. And the the trophy that they have over there, at least one of them, has a nice base with four sides you could fit like 10 uh stickers tags on each side like it's it's awesome so it was the it was the perfect move for for our home league there to, to upgrade so <laughs> heck yeah so if you use code idp guys at checkout when you get one of those belts you get a free one of those rings that i was just showing off again on youtube so head over there trophysmack.com use code idp guys get yourself a belt get yourself a ring really elevate your fantasy league what do you say we get into these games? Let's do it. So, yeah, we acknowledge, you know, there's probably not a ton of people left uh, needing or wanting to listen about IDP content and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're aware of that. Um, so we're going to probably not get as deep um, as we've gotten in the past here, but uh, still going to do our best to, to give you guys, you know. It's one of those ones where you you start your studs at this point, right? Like if you are waiver wire scrounging, then congratulations. You, you, you know, made it this far in the playoffs. That's awesome. Uh, But for the most part, play your studs, which granted this week on the offensive side, uh, there's a whole lineup, really bad lineup with a lot of Cowboys uh, and Jaguars (laughs) who start your studs did not go well. So we understand that, but start your studs, but we'll, we'll still help guide you a little bit here along the way. Yeah, you can't get too cute with it right now. So uh, hopefully you guys are advancing here and we'll try to identify any small little edges that might be left. But uh, so we're going to kick right off here with the Chargers Raiders game from Thursday. Um, you know, we saw we saw the, the Raiders go nuts um, on IDP. And unfortunately, Max Crosby didn't really get in on the parade too much. So um, we saw Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, a third-year man uh, have, a, have an awesome game. Uh, ret- two sacks, uh, return to fumble, uh, I believe, for a touchdown. Like just all all over the place uh, was cooed. So now that was all done on fifty-one percent of the staff. So it feels like you're kind of going to be chasing points. That's why we don't even have him uh, highlighted as a as a waiver wire pickup because this is pretty much his 
you know, first game of relevancy much of all year. <laughs> so I don't know how much we can count on that uh, going forward, but it was it was an impressive performance nonetheless. Uh, sorry, he did not return for a touchdown. It was Jack Jones uh, right below him there, uh, or right above him, who returned an interception for a touchdown on the Raiders' side there. So uh, another guy who is not highlighted uh, because uh, similar. Now, 82% of the snaps, if you're – you know, needy in a in a quarter required league, he could certainly be someone you look at. But again, this this whole game was kind of a fluke. I feel like uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened on both sides of the ball there. So uh, for the Raiders, you know, it's pretty much still just Max Crosby. Uh, we did see uh, Big Bob Spillane and Divide Diablo miss snaps at, at points in time. So you can see the only uh, Raider there that we're suggesting to pick up is Luke Masterson, the, the linebacker, who kind of is the backup for really both of them uh, if one were to miss time. But again, I don't know how serious either of the injuries are. I'd be kind of surprised uh, if either of them missed. But if you're looking to handcuff uh, one of uh, Spillane or Diablo, then Luke Masterson might be your guy there. So um, anything on the Raiders, man? Yeah, it's just a, a fascinating game because it was over so heckin' fast. It was, what, 42 nothing at half? Uh, <laughs> and you can see in, in those play times, right, like Max Crosby, surprisingly only 60%, right, or Trevin Moray, right. 66%, uh, Nate Hobbs, yeah. 66%. That's not because they were pulled because uh, they were playing poorly or anything or injured even. I don't think there were any major injuries in this game. I could be wrong. Right. Uh, it was just because the game was over, right? So that's great for the for the Raiders from a real life NFL perspective. <laughs> from a fantasy perspective, I would have loved from some of those folks. Because uh, yeah. yeah, Trevin Morrig kind of tagged me here. You know, showed up for yeah. one assist uh, on the entire day. He was like, "Come on, you're killing me." Uh, same thing with yeah, Hobbs. Uh, so yeah, Brutal. I think I think for both of these teams, uh, I think you highlighted the right players. Like Eric Kendricks getting eighty eight percent percent of defensive snaps was really, really nice to see on the charger side outplayed mm -hmm. the player that has been outplaying everyone on that defense uh, this year in Kenneth Murray. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely worth, he definitely played right as maybe a top 20 guy moving forward, depending on the matchup, uh, especially without mm -hmm. Justin Herbert, the chargers don't have that much of an offense, which means the defense will be out there quite a bit, which is a, right. an IDP gold mine. Uh, so that's great there. Um, and then from the Raiders side, uh, yeah, Jack Jones, the 82% of Trevor Snaps, the mm -hmm. former New England Patriot. Yeah. I mean, you love you love to see that kind of place percentage. Uh, if you are in a cornerback required league, so you can probably mm -hmm. trust someone else that you probably already have, uh, mm -hmm. right? Uh, or find someone that's more than that 100% defensive snaps to you know keep right. you going in these playoffs. But uh, I think I saw some tweet just in general defensive backs this week uh, were kind of uh, all over the map. I think it was something mm -hmm. like the top 10. Uh, for the entire year, we're outside of the top 30, like all of them for the entire yeah. week. So really just goes to show how much of a, a crapshoot the defensive back position can be. So uh, mm -hmm. keep on trusting people that got you to where you are and, and keep going. Yeah, I think that's a pretty common occurrence for defensive backs uh, <laughs> from a week to week. This one might have been more extreme than others, but they're always all over the place. Um, so, yeah, we have Eric Kendricks highlighted just because I do think Kenneth Murray, um, similar to the uh, Raiders linebackers, missed some snaps uh, due to being injured. Again, I don't think anything crazy serious, um, but, you know, Kendricks would – 
probably uh, take over the the full time hundred percent role, hundred percent of Saps role if uh, Murray were to miss any time there. So uh, that Tuli Tupelo uh, too been really killing me uh, with this increased opportunity and, and play percentage time. And he's just not delivering as of late. So still really excited for him as a player for future for dynasty and everything like that. But right now he's getting a ton of snaps and not giving us much production. It's all, you know, go, still going to Khalil Mack, who still didn't even have that great of a game here either. So uh, stick with uh, two below two in Dynasty, but, you know, in redraft, absolutely. You can uh, you know, stop <laughs> taking chances because he's not giving us the production there. So 100%. All righty. That'll take us to uh, the Vikings and the Bengals. So, um, Try to think. Yeah, this was a close one uh, over time, right? So uh, there was definitely, let's see, 70 saps for the Vikings available to 68 for the uh, for the Bengals available. So some decent uh, snap counts there, uh, which was nice. Uh, uh, so, yeah, when we're looking for any major takeaways um, on the Bengals side, uh we have Jermaine Pratt and the linebacker highlight as potential pickup, a really strong performance at up to 94% of snaps. That was probably game script. Um, you know, with it being so close, he had a little bit more opportunity. I think that's one of his larger uh, snap shares of the year. Uh, as well as Jordan Battle, we're just going to continue to call him out. Uh, he is the new starting safety uh, for the past few weeks here now uh, over Nick Scott. Nick Scott is dead, um, and Battle turns in a nice performance. Uh, Dax Hill had been kind of slumping lately, you know, so Battle had been outproducing him. He he kind of finally gets back to a, a relevant game here. Um, and, and, you know, at least in our score, he uh, matched Jordan Battle. So hopefully that's going to mean good things to come here uh, moving forward. But, uh, yeah, Logan Wilson, kind of a down game. I mean, good tackle floor, uh, seven total with four solos. But um, just you would expect with Jermaine Pratt having such a nice game, uh, you know, it feels like – between them two, it's always one or the other, right? It never feels like they get, like, even production. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of frustrating, right? <laughs> yeah, very frustrating. But their floors are decent enough. Obviously, you can trust both of them. And it'll, sure. it'll average out to be good. You just got to hope that they go yeah. off on the week that you need them to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then down on the and the Vikings there, of course, the deal Hunter uh, continue his monster season. Uh, the top Vikings performer, another two sacks. We have DJ Wanham right behind him who's playing, I mean, 94% of staff for defensive end. You know, he's he's basically becoming Daniel Hunter light right now, and I, which is which is crazy. So, um, and, I, you know, I somehow he was – I have him highlighted because I kind of thought at first he was going to be uh, rostered uh, everywhere, but I, re I actually just got him – picked up uh this other week here it was in a contract league and he he's only linebacker eligible which is super annoying but i was like he's still producing he's still on the field a ton so i don't know if somebody just wanted to dump his contract but i scooped him up so i feel like if i was able to get him in a super deep contract league he might be still out there for others and i would absolutely recommend picking him up and playing him you know for for the home stretch here um 
So, yeah, he he's our main guy from the Vikings to pick up. Uh, Ivan Pace, you know, a strong game tackle-wise. Didn't give us anything else from the big play department, but, you know, nine tackles, seven solo. I'm not going to turn my nose up at that uh, as a floor uh, going forward. So Pace definitely uh, is, is a locked-in LB1 for you here uh, moving forward. So um, what else you got here on this one? Anything? No, I mean, this game, all of your the play, people you were probably starting performed about their average, right? Like no one went super crazy, crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. No one went uh, super terribly in terms of your, you know, your studs and your solids. Obviously, you want some more uh, performance by Harrison Phillips, their defensive tackle for the Vikings, yeah. uh, especially at that 77% snap percentage. But, uh, you know, it happens at every position, right? Just hopefully that didn't sink you. But really, everyone else uh, performed pretty well. I uh, did want to highlight Trey Hendrickson only played 60% of the defensive snaps versus Sam mm. Hubbard's 79%. I'm not seeing anything of injuries happening. Mm. Um, granted, you know, it's hard to keep track of every game. Um, I don't know. Uh, Hendrickson and Hubbard have always been like that consummate. Like they will be a solid yeah. DE2 or DE3 with a DE2 upside. Um, I don't mm. love that 60% snap share. Uh, they are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers next week, which may offer some <laughs> upside. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know. I if, if if you're between a couple of people, I'd go for people that play more uh, or getting more snaps than they are right now. Yeah, with Hendrickson sixty percent, we Miles Murphy came in at the exact forty percent to to add it up there to a hundred. So I don't know if it was a direct you know replacement every time Hendrickson came off that Miles Murphy was in, but uh, the math at least checks out for us on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that could have just been rotation. I mean, they they always rotate. Um, so you, and you're always relying on Hendrickson. He's pretty much sack or bust. Uh, you can see there the one solo, two assists. So if he doesn't get the one and a half sacks, two QB hits, and the TFL to go along with it, it's yeah, it's definitely. kind of a it's yeah. kind of a dud day. So you know, Hendrickson kind of is what he is, uh, no matter the staffs that he's playing. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan, honestly. I don't have a lot of Hendrickson just because I don't like to rely on those boom bust guys. Um, you know, give me a DJ Wadham play 94% uh, over a Trey Hendrickson, you know, all right, the with, time. <laughs> with five combined tackles, that's a nice tackle for. But Hendrickson's got the bigger name, so more people probably rostering him over Wadham, which I think is a mistake, so. All righty, um, that will move us on to... The Steelers and the Colts. And let me increase here. I always forget to do the zoom in. Sorry. Uh, Our YouTube watchers, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for Indy and uh, Pittsburgh, I've uh, got a lot of guys highlighted to potentially pick up here. So um, EJ Speed returned in this one and, and had a really nice game. Ten tackles, nine solo. Uh, along with a forced fumble. So a uh, really great game from him. And if, you know, people had dropped him from the injury and whatnot, uh, he only missed, I think, one week. So he's back in full force. Uh, everyone keeps asking, you know, what's going on with Zaire Franklin? I mean, he's still playing, you know, the majority of the staff, pushing 100. He was at 97 in this one. I mean, sometimes it's just how it goes. I, there's nothing really going on. It, it's just... That's IDP. I mean, it's just like off. It's just like, you know, people would say, well, oh, Dak Prescott, what, what's going on? Yeah, he just had a down game. Like, I don't know. There's nothing really to explain away there. It's just 
all fantasy football, all of this stats production is always volatile. So um, do I think Franklin will go will bounce back eventually? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, by starting EJ Speed, you know, playing less snaps over Franklin, I, you know, only if I'm, you know, willing to take a, a big gamble that week. But my advice would be no, don't do that. <laughs> so uh yeah, I don't know. I just been seeing a lot of uh, talk around guys like Franklin lately. You know, what's going on with Franklin? I, there's nothing going on with him. It's just sometimes the ball doesn't come your way to be able to make these tackles. And, they, they, you know, maybe these teams are strategically running at a guy like EJ Speed or throwing at a guy like EJ Speed because they know he's, you know, maybe a, a lesser uh, talent or coming off the injury and whatnot. So he had more opportunity this week. So there's nothing really going on with Zaire Franklin, just kind of how things shake out, you know? Yeah, it's about tempering expectations. He's still the second highest points per game uh, <laughs> linebacker uh, in this scoring system, and he fourth overall in terms of total points scored. I mean, he scored nine points, right, yeah. in this scoring system. Yeah. Uh, you know, five combined tackles and a pass defended. Like, that's fine. He didn't lose you the week. Like, if you're expecting right. him to get, obviously, you'd like to get him, have him up to his season average, right? But he yeah. wasn't the Trevin Morrig that we just saw who scored one yeah. point. Or, you know, yeah. Bajon Robinson this week on the offensive side that scored yeah. you negative points. Like, you would have been better off starting no one, right? right. So it's like, no, Sayer Franklin's going to be just fine. Obviously, EJ Speed being good there, um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe impacts his upside. But at this point, at least I don't know about you, I, I don't really go very gambly when I'm in the playoffs. Like, yeah. stick with what got you there, uh, and then go for those averages. Like, you just don't want people to lose two things, right? Uh, yeah. So, no, he's fine. He's doing yeah. just fine. So then the other guys for the Colts uh, that we have highlighted for pickoff would be Samson Ibukam, uh, the defensive end, came away with uh, another sack and a half in this one. So he's kind of been on fire uh, in most of his past, like, three or four games. And right behind him, Deo Odeigbo, the other defensive end, uh, one and a half sacks. Now, neither of these guys are playing, like, DJ Wadham level staffs, you can see they're just 57% and 53%. So tough to, to, to roll them out there in shower leagues. But hey, in your deeper leagues, if you have to start four defensive linemen or like two to three defensive linemen with some IDP flexes, then these are certainly guys that can be, you know, uh, rolled out in your starting lineups. Uh, along with Grover Stewart at defensive tackle, uh, just 43% of staffs, but, I, you know, he might be working back a little slowly from a conditioning standpoint and whatnot. He was suspended for like six games or something, uh, maybe even more than that. I don't remember. But he just came back last week. Um, and this week, you know, he gives you a half of a sack, a QB hit, uh, three assists, and a solo on just 43%. If he can ramp up that snap share, he's going to ramp up that production too. We saw it all last year. So uh, just kind of reminding people that he's back. And then another guy that returned from injury in your cornerback leagues was Julius Juju Brents. I'm a big fan of him, rookie corner. Uh, you know, he walks right back into his starting role at 93% of snaps. So uh, that's a guy that, you know, not a ton of production this particular week, but hey, 93% of snaps for a rookie corner who's probably going to be targeted a lot. Uh, I'll take that over over a lot of other guys. Um, you know, like a guy like Jack Jones, like give me Juju Brents over Jack Jones a uh, hundred times out of a hundred. <laughs> um, 
On the Steelers' side, we saw both the starting safeties go down and or be kicked out of the game. So Devontae Casey, I believe, is being suspended uh, for his hit on Michael Pittman, which knocked him out of the game. And then Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, I don't know the extent of the injury, but I heard, I believe he's definitely not going to be playing this this upcoming week. So we have the two replacement safeties highlighted there in Trenton Thompson and Miles Killebrew should be taking over the the other role. So if you're really desperate, uh, either one of those guys should be, you know, 75 to 80 plus percent of the snaps uh this week here uh for safety so uh yeah and i don't have a whole lot else from pittsburgh i mean tj watt really nice game as usual and then cam hayward kind of bounced back uh elandon roberts you know is the lb1 when healthy so uh yeah i don't have you got anything else for either of these teams no i mean it's really the elandon roberts thing like yeah clearly the linebacker one right now uh due to you know attrition at the position right 100 <laughs> yeah. snaps uh he's the guy you want there's no other linebacker on the Steelers you really want to yeah. uh, really deal with uh Joey Porter still rocking the 100 percent of uh snaps there at the cornerback position you know you talk about Brent's, uh give me Joey Porter um yeah. as well rookie cornerbacks I, I will continue to hammer that we got to make that into a shirt just like <laughs> Make yeah. cornerbacks relevant or something because uh, they because they're great because they always produce seemingly yeah. especially this yeah. year. Uh, but no, no, not a whole lot else to to mention that we didn't already yeah. you didn't really cover. Um, yeah, I mean it's a risk playing one of those safeties, obviously, because who knows, mm-hmm. uh, you know, production wise, uh, they yeah. are playing. Uh, yeah, Jake Browning and the, uh, uh. the Bengals next week so that i mean i suppose that that's still a passing first team like they are yeah. browning play so the upside's still there um just yeah i hope that's it's a it's a dart throw though just be be wary that that is a dart throw and maybe that's where you're at in your league big time <laughs> all righty um that will take us to the other uh saturday night game um the broncos and lions uh, that was, you know, a beatdown that I don't think a lot of people were expecting um, quite as much with the Broncos sort of being hot and their defense being um, being on fire. But uh, from an IDP standpoint, we saw their quarterback, Fabian Morrow, uh, come away with the highest IDP score. So not, not a ton of IDP points to go around for the Broncos this one because the Lions just kept scoring. <laughs> so they're, yeah, they weren't, they weren't stopping much. So, uh, Jonathan Cooper did his thing with a sack and five solos. Uh, Josie Jewell actually outdid Alex Singleton. Um, so I have Josie Jewell highlighted more as a reminder that like, he's still there and he can be productive. Uh, but you see only 71% of staff. So Singleton still did play the 100% snap role. He just, you know, didn't come away with his monstrous amount of tackles because, again, uh, the Lions just kept scoring. So it was actually Jewel um, who who had all the tackles in this one, uh, nine altogether, seven solo, but nothing else uh, to go with that. So, you know, Jewel's someone who, you know, should probably be rostered, but, again, with that staff share, just again, be weary, uh, jamming him into your starting lineup. Uh, PJ Locke is on there as a reminder, he's been playing really well. 
the substitution for Kareem Jackson. So he should definitely be rostered uh, the safety for the Broncos, PJ Locke. And then Bear Browning saw his staff shoot up the 91% uh, with Nick Benito injured in this one. And, and, you know, that rotation, you know, being a little light of players. Um, so Cooper hit 85, but Browning 91. Uh, now he didn't have much production to come away with on the, on those staffs, just one solo, one assist, one QB hit. But the QB hit means, you know, he's getting there, he's getting close. So I can see, you know, a sack or two coming his way over these next couple of weeks, especially if he's going to be uh, on the field for for that many staffs there. So um, hopping down to the Lions, uh, Ifetu Malwafu is the new apparently starting safety for the Lions. Uh, he played 97% of snaps. Uh, Tracy Walker is apparently no longer a thing. So uh, Malwafu is definitely a guy to uh, pick up here. He had a monster game, uh, sack, uh, two passes defended, forced a fumble, nine tackles, uh, six of them solo, two QB hits, TFL, like just all over the place in this one making plays. So uh, now, of course, they're not going to play the Broncos every week. So this could be a bit of chasing points. But if he's going to hold that strong snap share, then, uh, you know, I definitely at least want him on my team to have the opportunity to play him in a good matchup. Um, and then Josh Paschal, he's a former second-round pick, uh, you know, playing opposite Aiden Hutchinson and mixing in there with John Kaminsky. Um, you know, he's definitely a boom bus guy. Uh, he's either giving you the sack like he did in this one, um, or or he's not giving you a whole lot else. <laughs> Two, three tackles, maybe. Uh, so this was a, definitely a boom game for him. Uh, so, you know, in your very, very deep, you know, dynasty leagues, he's someone that should probably be rostered, but don't uh don't chase those points in your in your shower league. So uh what do you got for this game, Matt? Yeah, I really wanted to highlight P.J. Locks. I'm glad you did. Uh, he's been on a roll for a while. Uh, we've sort of been hyping him up across the IDP guys, soon to be rebranded as IDP plus uh, sort of network, uh, just as a guy to scoop up off of waivers, right? Because uh, he's been hecking great, and 85% of defensive snaps is more than irrelevant, and he keeps putting up stats. Uh, so you love, to see, you love to see that. Um you know, love to see Drew Sanders play 17% of defensive snaps. Hooray for rookies. Uh, still irrelevant for now, obviously, but uh, not as much uh, production for him as you'd want in his rookie year. But that linebacker position, all it takes is, you know, one opportunity to be relevant. So he's still a stash. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, right. I'm, I've been looking up what happened to Tracy Walker. I'm not seeing anything. Cause he's nah, I think he just got benched. Like Tracy Walker. I thought I'd been playing well. Uh, yeah. And he just got benched. So, with that case, I mean, Tracy Walker went out there, has been productive. Uh, so yeah, go out there and get this guy. Uh, if he ought to, uh, Mel Melifonwu, uh, because if it's a productive spot on this defense, right? Like Kirby Joseph yeah. still had a fine ish day, uh, yeah. for, com for combined tackles. Uh, Brian Branch, oh, yeah, QB hit a pass defended, kind of saved his day with that pass defended in our scoring system. Um, I think it's time to be a little worried. Yeah, only played 72%. So I'm, I am a little concerned there uh, about Brian Branch. Now. Yeah, yeah. A uh, bit of a downswing for him. Uh, let's see who the Lions play next week. Who's the matchup? Where are you? They play the Vikings. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, 
It's a good match. It's a good matchup for those defensive backs. So yeah. uh, I'd probably still be rolling them out there. Granted, if you have a better option, as always, play them. Uh, but I wouldn't be necessarily fading them um, yeah. against that matchup. So, uh, and the final thing, Jack Campbell, fifty-two percent. I know we've been waiting for him to get that play time way the heck up, and it looked like he was on pace to do that. Fifty-two percent is just not enough. So, as always, with these rookie linebackers, patience is is the whole thing. Uh, so. Obviously, with only a few games left in the year, it's really hard to trust him uh, in your in your playoff push. So, uh, probably best for the bench. Totes, totes agree. All right, um, that will take us to the next game of the Falcons and the Panthers. So, uh, this one was a just a terrible, <laughs> terrible low scoring game. You said Bijan, you know, gave negative points. Like, oh, what's going on with Bijan? Like, I don't know. Nothing really. It's just his coach is terrible, makes terrible choices. So. Yeah, Al- Algier yet again out touched him. So, yeah, wild. So, the primary things for the Falcons are we saw Nate Lambay return and return to. Uh, beating out Caden Ellis in IDP production. So back to be that Thor to my side. Uh, but yeah, I grabbed him in enough places that I'll give him his props. Uh, happy that he's back. Happy that he's scoring points again. Uh, and the other one with our highlight there is DeMarco Hellos, uh pretty much has uh, supplanted Richie Grant now as the starter next to Jesse Bates at safety. So uh, he definitely needs to be picked up, and Richie Grant can definitely be dropped. Um, so beyond that, you know, the defensive line of the Falcons is always a mess. Um, so I don't really have much beyond that. Um, the Panthers here, hardly any production. Frankie Louvu continues to sputter uh, to the finish line here. Really frustrating. Still playing 100% snaps just not giving us production, um, at least not that we're used to. Uh, Ten total tackles is great. Seven of them are assists. A lot of people scoring, you know, really don't give you much for assists. So, um, and he gave no splash plays. No, he hasn't had a sack in a while. So, uh, yeah, definitely yikes for Frankie Louvu. Um, I have Xavier Woods highlighted just because I feel like people kind of forget about him. So, uh, he topped the scoring in this one playing 100% of staffs. Bob Bell did return to also play 100%, um, but the production went to Xavier Woods in this one. Uh, Jeremy Chins, you know, needs to leave Carolina, 23% of snaps, uh, one solo. So I would still hold and maybe buy low in Dynasty, but he needs to get the hell out of Carolina, that's for sure. Yes, he does. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot to learn from this particular game. It's just yeah. kind of gross. Uh, <clears throat> like, um, that, I mean, other than the Richie Grant thing, right? Like, as you mentioned, like that seemingly, again, came out of nowhere, right? It is that time of year when teams are getting eliminated from the playoffs. Granted, none of them are, or the Panthers are, obviously. Uh, but they're <laughs> trying to play other folks, you know, see what see what they got uh, for the future. And I think that might be what's happening here. Like obviously, Richie Grant started really slow in his career. He came back and was pretty productive, um, and he was doing fine this year. He and Jesse Bates were like a nice little uh, defensive back family. So uh, mm-hmm. who the heck knows what happened there? But yeah, 11% can't have that on your fantasy roster when you try to go for that championship. Uh, and even his dynasty value is a little bit in doubt there. Uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, Von Bell, the 100% of defensive snaps is really nice to see. It's just a really bad game flow with some offenses that couldn't really get anything going. Um, mm-hmm. so the, the Panthers next week play the Packers who 
have a slightly better offense, right? So there should be some uh, plenty of tackles to go along there. The Falcons are playing the Indianapolis Colts, who continue to just find a way to be productive, right? Vinci yeah. Uh, so <laughs> those are two pretty decent matchups for the defensive backs. So, um, yeah, keep on keeping on with the with those guys. Very nice. All right. Um, that's going to take us to the next game, uh, the Bears and the Browns. Um, this one was definitely uh, an exciting game, that's for sure. Um you know, going to go to they go to overtime, right? Or was it the last second? I think it went yep. to overtime, right? Or, or just I can't remember. I somebody don't... won on the field goal. <laughs> yeah, it, it did not go to overtime. It did not. Okay. So somebody they won at the end of the game. Yeah, the, the Browns won on the last second field goal, yeah. All right. So you can see I'm doing the IDP total points. Um, there is a, a shit ton to go around in this one. 360. You can see if I click back our other games, Panthers, uh, Falcons was 266. Uh, Denver, Detroit, 276. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, just under 300, 299. Uh, Minnesota, Cincinnati was a, was a good chunk, 338. But this this was a monster, 360. Um so we a lot of that was because uh, so we had defensive touchdown for Tremaine Edmonds um, at the linebacker spot. He returned an interception. Uh, I thought somebody else returned um, for a touchdown, but I guess not. Um, you know, Montez Sweat two and a half sacks after a really slow start with Chicago. He's finally coming on, so hopefully you didn't give up on on Sweat during that rough patch. Uh, because he, he's turning it on right now. Uh, a. Jackson is back and, and had an interception. He's a big play guy. Uh, with y- uh, Yannick and Gakwe on IR, I think, for the rest of the season, we have Demarcus Walker uh, highlighted as a pickup. Um, you know, half of a sack here, still 12 points, 78% sass, basically what Gakwe was doing. So he's still going to be very similar, kind of an all-or-nothing guy, but – if you're looking for a replacement or starting three to four defensive linemen with some IDP flexes, Walker should definitely be uh, on roster. So, um, and then jumping down to the to the uh, Browns, we had JOK Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa have probably his best game uh, that he's had all season, possibly in his career. Uh, had a sack, six solos, two TFLs, QB hit, and interception. And two passes defended. So we have him highlighted just in case uh, he might still be available. He has been very lumpy with his production this year. And, you know, 86% for a linebacker. You know, we like to see him closer to 9,500 guys. But, uh, you know, we know that he does possess these big play uh, capabilities. So um, another Brown that's highlighted to pick up is Alex Wright on the defensive line with – Agbo, Agbania out for this one. Uh, it could be missing more games. Alex Wright is pretty much his direct replacement there. Played 71% of snaps, got a sack as well. Uh, you know, no sack for Miles Garrett in this one, kind of disappointing. And then at safety, we have Ronnie Hickman, who played 95% for both the injured Grant Delpit and Juan Thornhill missed this one. Um, so Ronnie Hickman is the the full-time player. It looks like D'Anthony Bell and Duran Harmon are splitting 
the other safety spot. Now, I don't know if there was an injury that came up there because that seems kind of weird. Uh, so that's why neither of them are highlights. I just don't know what's going on with them quite yet. And if Hickman is getting the the full snaps, then he he's the one I'd rather uh, take the chance on over Bell or uh, Harmon. And then we saw my guy, C.O.D. Taki Taki, uh, with Anthony Walker injured again. Uh, C.O.D. played uh, 97% of the staff, so I'm a big fan of his. I think this was a four game for him at 10 points, four solos, one assist, and one TFL with nothing else. Uh, I think that's that's a floor you'll get from him in more of closer to a full-time role. So he actually played more snaps than JOK. JOK just went nuts in the production department. So um, ah, I'll shoot it over to you for what you got with this. Yeah, JOK has been you know pretty dang yeah. solid all year. His minimum scoring is five points, which is not great, <laughs> but again, it's not a zero. Uh, but it's been yeah. very much, very frequently in the the double digits recently. So yeah, yeah, I think he's a, a must start when you got him. Uh, but to your point, uh, Taki Taki, when he gets the playtime, he's productive. Yeah. You know, ninety-seven percent is really nice. They're playing Houston, which hopefully we get CJ Stroud mm-hmm. back next week, which again is an yeah, offense that can please. move the ball. So, um, uh, yeah, I really like him. Really like him there to pick up. Uh, and then on the Chicago side, next week they're playing in a someone must win bowl against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to highlight Jaquan Brisker. Very disappointing year Ooh. on the whole. We had him, you know, as a top five guy. He's still playing 100%. I mean, he had five combined tackles in the past defended in this one. Uh, I think if you have him, you still trust the process and throw him out there. Uh, uh, Eddie Jackson, you know, another on. Pretty if you're in deeper leagues like we are, very heralded guy. Uh, but he's been doing great as well, 100% of defensive snaps. Uh, but yeah, again, it, we're in the time of the year where people are pretty much doing the thing they're doing, right? Like Miles Garrett maybe killed you in this one, you know, yeah. we can expect more from him. Uh, but again, six points at least it's something, yeah, it's not zero. Um, yeah. but I don't think we learned a whole lot here to drastically change any of what you're doing, exactly. Um, yeah, Brisker, you got to start. I mean, we saw what he did last week, right? He crushed. Uh, he had a monster game. So, and yeah, this is uh, this is not a game that, that killed you or anything. So, you kind of got to just eat games like that with uh, to reap the rewards of the good games like last week. So, <laughs> indeed. All righty, that'll take us to uh, Bucks and the Packers. So. Um, this one kind of surprising that the the Buccaneers came away uh, with the it's W in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't hate to see it. So you know, someone's got to win that division. Uh, well, I would love to see Baker Mayfield in the playoffs with the Bucks. Actually, that would be cool. oh sure. Um, so for the Packers, Kenny Clark has a, a spike spike week with two sacks. You know, he's a really good player and good talent, but for fantasy, he's just far too inconsistent to rely on. So I would not recommend chasing these points. That's why we don't have them highlighted. I mean, in super deep or DT required leagues, of course, people have him rostered. It might be rolling him out there. Hopefully they did this week. Uh, but that's just not someone I care to rely on. Um you know, week to week, even in a DT required league. So uh, we do have the safeties highlighted, Jonathan Owens and Rudy Ford with Darnell Savage out. Uh, Rudy Ford, you know, earned a spot, his spot back, I guess, next to Jonathan Owens. So uh, both of them played 100% of staff. So if the injuries are going to 
keep Savage out again, then both of them should be rostered, and you could have arguments to play both of them as well. Um, we had a bit of a spike game from Kingsley and Igbari with a sack in this one. Again, you'd be chasing points there. I actually do like him as a talent, but just it doesn't play enough stats. Maybe next year, Preston Smith is gone. Uh, you know, Edding Barre could be a deep, deep dynasty guy, but you know, don't chase these points in redraft for sure. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, same thing, had a sack, but again, just 42% of staffs, same exact advice there. Uh, you know, we saw Rashad Gary and Preston Smith let us down in this one, uh, with horrible games. Uh, Gary played 60%, and Preston Smith played 60%, three points between them. Not great uh, for the quote unquote starters and the studs there. And, yeah, that's what Rashad Gary, man. Ah, you just, same thing, right? You kind of just have to eat these to, to get the good games, right? <laughs> it's unfortunate because we really haven't seen his play spike like we wanted to, right? We kept projecting, yeah. like, oh, he's going to come back from this injury and they're easing him in. Like, I don't know if they're easing anymore. I think this is just what they're going to do to protect him, uh, yeah. right? It's harder to get hurt when you're not playing. Uh, just yeah. extremely frustrating from an IDP perspective because when Gary's out there, he's usually pretty dang productive and he's one of the best to do it. Uh, but 60%, it's just hard to truly trust him uh, at this point. Yeah, totally. Um, and then hopping out to the box, you know, Levante David returns and has a, a pretty much a monster game, which is what he's been doing all year. Same with Antoine Winfield. He's a you know, locked in. He's probably been the most consistent uh, defensive back between quarters and safeties all year. So uh, very nice asset to have there. Uh, KJ Britt we have highlighted as Devin White continues to miss time. So it is Britt who seems to be wet healthy, uh, the direct replacement there. So if you need uh, you know, a replacement linebacker, that the Britt could, could be that guy for you. Uh, Shaq Barrett, half of a sack, but down to 53% of sacks. Just really tough to rely on. Uh, the young guys that have been playing really well as of late just gave us duds in this one. So Clyde, you can't see down to 58% of snaps. Not sure why that happened. Uh, you know, he split the time with Vita Vea and Greg Gaines, uh, but none of them had had very good games at all. Uh, Yaya Diaby, the edge rusher, defensive end, 60% of snaps, only three points in this one. Um, so yeah, very disappointing. Uh, Logan Hall did nothing. Joe Tryon did nothing. Like, yeah, this was all linebackers and defensive backs in this one for for Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, looking at the Devin White injury, uh, it was mentioned that he was inactive because uh, White himself said that he was not ready to go. Um, sounds like the Buccaneers are expecting him back, right? But if you're Devin White, who's about to get a payday somewhere, someone's going to pay for yeah. him. I'm wondering how much of this is a business decision. Uh, Doug it out. So just monitor that with KJ Britt. Uh, he's proven to be productive, right, with Devin White out. But if Devin White's back, you know, he's going to be in those snaps. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be what it's going to be. Uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, very disappointing game from those the young folks on Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, it happens. It's one, it's fantasy. So he's kind of luck based, right? But two, these young folks, it's hard to truly know, know what to expect each and every week when they are, you know, still in their, their NFL infancy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then on the Packer side, I mean, other than those safeties that you already mentioned, so no reason to go more into that. 
I think keep on keeping on with them. But the, the linebackers, it was nice to see Quay Walker back out there, 82% of defensive snaps, more than enough. Uh, he has enough pedigree to just throw him out there anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. start him with confidence. Uh, Devondre Campbell continues to do his stuff. Uh, but really, other than that and those defensive backs, I don't know if I trust anyone on the defensive line at this point for the Packers yeah. uh, to win you that ship. So uh, avoid. Avoid. Yeah, um, it's funny because Baker Mayfield's been one of the better quarterbacks at not taking sacks this year, and yet the Packers came away with two, three, four, five, but none of them five. to people that <laughs> that were helping you in IDP. Um, also interesting that Devondre Campbell played 98% to Walker's 82. That had sort of been flip-flopped here with a, a, you know, at the beginning of the year with a healthy both of them, and Walker had flip-flopped. So I wonder if that was health related and maybe as he ramps up, we'll see that flip. I mean, it's not a huge discrepancy. It's both very strong percentages for very talented guys. So yeah, I agree with you. I think you definitely are starting Walker and Campbell as long as they're both healthier. Just uh, kind of interesting to see that the they kind of flip-flopped here. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to assume that's due to health. So. I would assume so too. All righty, that will take us to the next game being uh, the Jets and Dolphins. Uh, Just a a massacre uh, in this one. Um, They they benched Wilson again. I mean, I would just say, listen, release. I would ask for a release at this point. Like, yeah, it's over. I mean, they can't do that probably because of of such a strong rookie contract. But like, yeah, like do what. What is the point of pulling him in the middle of the game after you were basically begging him to come start for you again? So he, he, him, and I don't even know who came in, Simeon. So Dolphins had three, four, five, six sacks on the day. Uh, half of those all belonging to Bradley Chubb, all to himself, doing his best Jalen Phillips impression. So, you know, this was, of course, a matchup. You know, we had Chubb, uh, you can see over there in the start sitcom. We had him tagged as a stud this week, so we we nailed that. We called it, but it was pretty obvious, right? Um, with with going against that Jets offensive line, so um, yeah, Chubb, you know, is sort of more of a matchup dependent guy. I wouldn't expect this, you know. Unfortunately, they don't get to play the Jets every week, so this was probably going to be his best game of the year. <laughs> uh, but definitely, you know, in the right matchups, I think uh, you'll still play him with confidence. Um, as far as uh, players to pick up, we have Brandon Jones highlighted, played 100% of snaps, had a really nice game with two interceptions. Really like Brandon Jones. It's kind of a shame he seemingly lost his job. He was coming off a, a torn ACL, I believe, um, you know, headed into this year. So, you know, to be expected, possibly ramp up a little slowly, but. Uh, seems to be in full health and kind of seems to have lost his job. So it took Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott being out for Joe's to get a shot here. And, you know, he proves what he can do, at least from an IDP standpoint. Um, Zach Sealer, the defensive tackle, has just been – I mean, he's been just as good as Christian Wilkins this year. Um, he's, on, he's on a roll. He had a sack in this one, 71% of snaps, which for a high-end D tackle, that's more than enough. Uh, so definitely recommend if he's still out there picking him up. Uh, even if you just play defensive line, he should be, you know, two to three defensive line. And I, I want Sealer on my squad starting almost every week. Um, 
Duke Riley, the linebacker, hit 81% of staffs. That's just about where we like to see uh, for full-time linebackers. So he's worth a pickup. Had a nice game with half of a sack as well. Um, and then, of course, our guy, Andrew Van Ginkle, AVG, you know, when he's filling in for people, he just does really well. 88% of staffs, half of a sack in this one here. Uh, definitely, definitely recommend a, a pickup there. Um, David Long actually played more staffs than Duke Riley, 93%, but just didn't get the production, and most of his tackles were assists, unfortunately, in this one. So, um, And then just hopping down the Jets, not a lot of points there uh, to go around. It was really all hogged by the Dolphins. Uh, DJ Reed coming away as the top scorer uh, for the Jets with 14 points, so that just kind of tells you what kind of day it was for the Jets IDP. So the linebackers continue to slump. CJ Mosley, you know, great staff, 95%, but only uh only 13 points on seven tackles, five solos. And then Quincy Williams, uh 12 points on 84% of staffs, six uh, uh six tackles, uh just four solos. So I don't know, Jets kind of did not come to play in this one. <laughs> no, they did not uh just brutal uh yeah interestingly enough um that's not, not even that interesting uh the dolphins play the cowboys next week which is fascinating so Ooh. i know i've been riding I, I am still in some leagues with team defenses and i've been riding the dolphins because the last three or four matchups have been insanely tasty uh yeah but i don't know if i roll with them against this dallas team uh who you know they looked pretty bad this week uh, we'll get yeah. to them against those bills on the road. Uh, but I don't know. That scares me a little bit. But uh, to your point, uh, yeah, Brandon Jones, when he plays, he does really well. So you should go pick yeah. him up for sure. Uh, other than that, you need to mention everyone there. And then the, the, the Jets, you have to trust these linebackers are going to figure something out. Like, again, they're <laughs> not putting up nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're getting the play time. It's just it's you, there's no other way of putting it than a slump. Right. Yeah. Uh, they play a commander's team next week. It's also kind of in flux on that offense. Uh, so that's going to be another gross game. I think uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking more like the Panthers Falcons game. <laughs> it's like someone's yeah. got to win it. Hopefully someone <laughs> can score. Uh, so keep rolling them out there. You know, otherwise DJ Reed's been a solid cornerback uh, oh, yeah. you know, forever. So keep, keep trusting him. Uh, Jordan Whitehead. I've always liked uh, 90% yeah. offensive snaps, more of a bi-week fill-in than anything because he can have some dud games. But mm -hmm. if you're looking for a defensive back in a deeper league, you know, he gets the play time and he, he can do it for you. Um, and then, yeah, Quinton Williams, only 66% of defensive snaps played. Had half a sack, so it kind of saved you there. Uh, and yeah. as a defensive tackle, you're probably not going to get someone with much higher upside. Um, so keep rolling him out there. I, I mean, I would. Uh, there's a reason why he got paid all that money from the Jets. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, again, just a, just a general down week for the Jets. Yeah, it's been trending that way for a while here now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll leave that one and move on to the Chiefs and the Patriots. Your Pats uh, still playing for either Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison. <laughs> or Drake May. I'm, I'm here. Or Drake, Drake May. Or Drake May, yeah. Um, for the Chiefs, uh, it was pretty top-heavy with Legereus C dominating the IDP production, uh, much more so over Trent McDuffie. So the, usually hasn't been this lopsided, but 28 points to two and a half. Oh, this is brutal. Uh, 
I don't know what happened with McDuffie there, but um, yeah, everything. See, when just... you play a team that can't pass very well, you know, <laughs> but they still like to attempt to pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and only 53 staffs, you know, to the Chiefs. So that kind of explains uh, explains that uh, why it was so top heavy. Because from there, we jumped down to Willie Gay as the next best guy who only had two solos but did have an interception that kind of boosted his day. Uh, we have Justin Reed highlighted to pick up as a safety, uh, playing 100% of staffs. He's been kind of inconsistent all year, but uh, had a decent enough game in this one. And um, with uh, the Brian Cook, I believe, is lost uh, or at least injured for the moment. So uh, Mike Edwards is the other safety, but we like Justin Reed a little bit more here going forward. Um, and then Charles Amenehue played 64% of the snaps. Uh, he's coming along here. Uh, had a sack in this one. Chasing points a little bit, but he is a decent enough uh, talent there. So, uh, But, yeah, after that, you know, the linebackers majorly disappointed. Nick Bolton down to 81% of the snaps. He was – you know, bagged up with some injuries again after just returning from IR. Uh, Drew Trank will return from his missed game to play just 38% of staffs. Uh, Leo Chanal mixed in at 36%. You know, Willie Gay was at 57%. So this is just, we're back in linebacker rotation hell uh, for the Chiefs again. So, yeah, I, obviously I'm still wanting and starting Nick Bolton, but no one else. <laughs> He's the only guy, uh, really gay, only 57%. Like, that's not nearly enough to trust to, to do anything each and every week. Um, nope. yeah, obviously, we, we still expect it to be Bolden's uh, linebacker room when he's fully healthy, but yeah, he just can't can't help himself, he keeps getting hurt. Yeah, um, and then jumping down to your Patriots there, Christian Barmore with a nice little breakout game and a sack, uh, probably the most tackles that he's had all season, so that's right. nice. Uh, Jelani Tavai is highlighted. He outproduced Jawan Bentley this one on, you know, significantly less staff, 71% for Tavai to 94% for Bentley. So um, I'm not starting Tavai over Bentley, right, because of the staff discrepancies, but it's kind of like an EJ Speed Zaire Franklin situation, right? Sometimes the second guy just gets the production in certain weeks. Yeah, I mean, Tavai got a pretty lucky interception there, which is what aided yeah. in that point. Uh, or those points, um, but yeah, seventy-one percent is fine. Yeah, He's a nice little like handcuff guy uh, to have, yeah. uh, as well as uh, Anthony Jennings, uh, the defensive end slash edge rusher, sixty uh, percent of staffs. That was one of his lower staff counts as of recently, and he still had a decent enough game without. Uh, without a sack. So I think he's only got one sack on the year potentially, uh, but he's been doing okay in the tackles department. So if those sacks could come here at the end of the year, that would just be phenomenal. So uh, what else you got for this one? Yeah, I think Jennings got hurt in the middle of the game. Uh, damn it. He came back. He came back. Oh, so that, good, good. that can, um, that can explain the, the low snap okay. potential there. Uh, Marty Mapu. I had a nice interception. It was a freaking time yeah. a throw from Mahomes right to, right to Mapu. Uh, <laughs> but he only played twenty three percent, so don't go don't go crazy for him there. Uh, no, I, there's. I mean, Duggar had a nice game. It's always nice to see Duggar have a nice game. Peppers continues to be really really nice. Uh, I'm getting pretty high on yeah. him in 
in dynasty because you're looking at players that the the yeah. Patriots are going to try to keep right, and the defense has been pretty solid. Um, but I think yeah. Peppers is one of those ones that we definitely have. I think one more year in his contract, uh, but he's getting that yeah. play time. He's been producing great. I uh, kind of like the hard and sold that defense. So if you can go get him for cheap in dynasty, I think he's going to be a perfectly fine DB three. Uh, you know, for the foreseeable future. So you might be able to get him for like yeah. nothing. Um, so. No, uh, not a whole lot to learn about the Patriots. Uh, who the heck do we? Oh, the Broncos. Good old Saturday mm-hmm. night football. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would just say continue to trust Juwan Bentley. The ninety-four percent of defensive snaps is, yeah. you know, more than enough to be relevant. Uh, I would expect the Broncos to be running a bit more than the Chiefs did. Uh, you know, if I say say uh, Pacheco out. Uh, they were relying on. Patty Mahomes to do it for him. So uh, you'd expect Bentley to get some more tackles against a more balanced uh, offensive attack. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, that'll take us to the Giants and the Saints. Uh, I feel like this was kind of a sticker, too. Um, yeah, was. you see 264 total points there. One of the lower ends. Uh, again, very top heavy between a few guys at the top. So uh, so I looked up, the, I, I listened to the pronunciation. It's Tano Pasado is uh, the, the same defensive man there. Uh, Villanova guy who I didn't realize uh, was, so that's my neck of the woods here. Uh, so a, a, a huge monster game, three sacks, uh, six tackles, five solo, all on just 47%. So, we don't have him highlighted as a pickup just yet. I you're definitely would be chasing points at one because you know, like us, I, I mean, I've been, I'm obviously aware of him as a player, but he's a lower end, you know, super deep type guy. So I recommend not chasing the points again. Forty seven percent stats. Play again, playing the Giants. Someone always has a game like this, right? Um, with that offensive line and you know, playing Tommy Cutlets, you know. The sacks are going to be there. Uh, we saw a breakout for Brian Breesey t- uh, as well. Again, not highlighted. Um, you know, in super in dynasty leagues, of course, like, but he's already rostered because he was a high draft capital guy. But sixty uh, percent of staffs, probably the highest he's seen all year, or one of the highest. So uh, he's in a deep rotation there. That whole defensive line is a deep rotation. Um, Carl Granderson. Did his day got got in on the sack party? So I mean, we had three, four, five, six, seven sacks for the uh, for the Saints in this one. So um, hope you know we hope that Granderson did his day. Uh, fortunately, Cameron Jordan uh, continues to be non-existent. Um, you hit know, that wall. Yeah, I think it's over. So um, yeah, so we don't actually have anyone highlighted to pick up. Uh, for the Saints uh, last week, it was Jordan Howden, the safety. I guess you could, you know, have him on there again. But again, very matchup dependent guy, not you know super talented. So, uh, and then we jumped out to the Giants. It was mainly a Jason Pinnock game uh, with a sack in this one as well as seven solos. Uh, Ashawn Robinson, the interior lineman, defensive tackle. Uh, eight tackles, seven solo on 69% of snaps. Very nice there. But again, not someone we have pegged as a pickup just because he's 
you know, not very consistent there. Uh, Micah McFadden beat out Bobby Okariki uh, despite lesser staffs. I don't know how Okariki only came away with uh, three total tackles in this one. So definitely, definitely a dud, but, you know, still played 100% of snaps. You got to give him a pass for as much as he's been uh, crushing it. Uh, all season long. So, and then the, the only guy we have pegged to pick up from this game will be Aziz Ojolari. Seems like the staffs are ramping up, up to 69%. Nice. Uh, only three tackles total in this one with nothing else, you know. So the production is still, you know, a bit lacking, but I like seeing those staffs ramped up. He actually uh, beat out Kayvon Thibodeau in production, who played 90% of staffs, but only gave us one tackle. So, uh, I like to see, you know, I'm a fan of uh, Ojolari. I, you know, I'm glad to see the staffs ramping up. So he's a, a cautious uh, ad for me off the waivers here. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I keep, I mean, with the release of Mean Girls, the musical, the movie coming out recently, like we keep trying to make uh, Ziz Ojolari happen, you know, and I'm hopefully this time he will, but uh, like, I feel like as soon as he has a one good game, he'll get hurt. Right. Uh, I feel like that's been the story of his career, but yeah, I, I, I like that, you know, tentative uh, ad there. If you're desperate. Uh, yeah. No, this is a lot of like, keep trusting the process again. I keep saying it. Like Kayvon Thibodeau, very disappointing, very disappointing game for a defensive end that played 90% of defensive snaps, but you don't get many defensive ends with that amount of snap. Which is mm-hmm. So you're going to have to keep trusting that he's going to go back to the average or hopefully more next week. Uh, when they take on the oh the Philadelphia Super Eagles, uh, fantastic! Uh, I don't know if that's a good matchup for Kayvon, to be honest. I don't know. Probably not. Probably Jaylen's not. pretty slippery. He <laughs> sure is. But you're still probably rolling him out there, uh, if we're being honest. Uh, no, other have. than that, yeah. Jason Pinnock continues his really really mm-hmm. nice solid year. Uh, you have to trust Bobby Oson to come back with some more. Uh, tackle production at that amount of playtime, which is a hundred percent. Pete Warner, seventy-three percent. You know, kind of justifying the probably leaving him on the bench, other than leagues where uh, have weird, you know, sort of settings there or really, really deep leagues. Um, no, not a whole lot to learn here. Not a whole lot. Yeah. So with other that, than well, other than play defensive line folks that play against the yeah. Giants, which we already knew. Yeah. Uh, which I again just mentioned. That's the. Philadelphia Eagles, so you're probably playing them already anyway, uh, but we're rolling out with a lot of confidence next week. Right. Yeah, so we had Passano, you know, pegged as a Hail Mary start, which is like borderline you're not starting him unless you're like, you know, have no better options, but he came away, you know, the Hail Mary converted on, on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'd say uh, probably what, Josh Wett for the Eagles next week would be that kind of yeah, player, right? Exactly. hasn't done a whole lot this year, but like if you're desperate, like uh, it's a good matchup. Yeah. Good matchup. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, just what I mean, he's I mean he's a good player. Yeah, his production is way down from last year, but uh in the right matchup, which would be the Giants, it's a perfect get right game. So exactly. All righty. Uh we'll flick over to the Texans and the Titans. So uh I need to get your quick opinion on the the Titans wearing the Oilers throwbacks right in the Texans' face. Like, oh, it's kind of messed up. It's savage, and I love it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's just fun. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little mean. Uh, but I'm sure there's plenty of nostalgia going around for fans 
fans are playing yeah. like. And the Texans came away with the dub, so who's laughing now? <laughs> uh, you can see a, another game that had an enormous amount of total IDP fantasy points going around here. So, uh, How I'm many Texans, sacks was that? Yeah, in the whole game? Uh, 11. 11 sacks, yeah. two interceptions. Whew. Wild. So, yeah, lots of big splash plays. Uh, Desmond King somehow was the top scorer for the Texans uh, without having an interception, but he got a sack, uh, 11 tackles altogether, six of them solo. So nice game from, from King there who's bounced around. Them. I think that he started with the Texans, bounced like two different teams in season, and is now finding himself back with the Texans. So interesting. Uh, Jonathan Greener, you know, with no Will Anderson, uh, soaked up two and a half sacks, a monster game from him. Uh, we saw Denzel Perryman and Christian Harris be the healthy linebackers who were playing this year or this week at 92%, 95%. So they are the ones that we have pegged as uh, pickups uh, for this week. So that's Perryman and Harris. Uh, Derek Barnett, uh, the, the Eagles cast off, uh, shows up. You know, he had signed with Texas a couple weeks ago, but – uh, again, with no Will Anderson, he played 54% of snaps and got himself a sack uh, this week, too. Uh, so he could be someone, you know, depending. I don't know how much time Will Anderson's going to miss, but Barnett could be a solid pickup there. And then for the Titans, you know, Elijah Molden, don't chase those points. He returned his interception for a touchdown, but just 44% of the snaps. Uh, Aziz Ashair had a monster game. Roger McCreary is the corner you would want to chase. 100% snaps. Had a lot of tackles there. Uh, Didigo Autry filled in great for Jeffrey Simmons being out. Uh, Body Hooker, uh, you know, someone I normally have highlighted out here, but at this point I felt like we exhausted him. So, you know, if he's not on, if he's not rostered, he should be. Uh, but then we have Jack Gibbons highlighted. 70% uh, of snaps. They Cut Monty Rice in the middle of the year, so he is safe with that linebacker two role here. Um, yeah, hopefully Jeffrey Simmons returns because the hodgepodge crew of defensive tackles that they've thrown together didn't really do a whole lot outside of Nico Autry, who is kind of more of a tweeter, uh, interior and outside guy uh, for the most part. So he's kind of a cheat code being a defensive tackle to begin with. So. Uh, oh, Jimmy Ward for the Texans did leave this game, uh, I believe, with another concussion possibly or some injury that only allowed him to play 13% of snaps. Uh, his replacement, I believe, would be DeAndre Houston Carson. Um, so he could be uh, a pickup too, but you'd have to be pretty desperate, and we don't know the extent of Ward's injury. Yeah, yeah. So from the Titans side, the studs play like studs. Really enough said there. Uh, from the yeah. Texans side, it's kind of kind of pretty similar. I always like to highlight Derek Stingley uh, when he's healthy. Oh, another great young cornerback that does really yeah. well. Hundred percent defensive snaps. You love to see it. You can do far far worse than him uh, in your cornerback required leagues. Uh, and then yeah, I mean you highlighted them. Perryman and Harris, like kind of the two we. Went into the year expecting to be the linebackers for Houston. Uh, we like we finally got a game where it's like oh, we're, we feel validated. Uh, Perriman playing ninety two percent, Harris playing ninety five. Uh, yeah, that is obviously plenty, plenty enough uh, to be trusting them out there. Uh, 
two is with them though of course you know henry 202 is going to come back and start playing again uh but uh for the time being this is kind of uh what's what's the phrase uh, this will be expected to be so i feel fairly yeah. confident that this is what it's going to be moving forward so yeah uh, yeah having them as solid i think is in our in our start sit sort of column feels right yeah uh two two he is back i think he's been relegated mostly to just special teams now and maybe a handful of snaps on on the field uh but he didn't record any uh statistics in this one so yeah the big fall from grace for for the 202 believers <laughs> um that will take us to 49ers cardinals so pretty much a blowout like the cardinals got some garbage points at the end uh, but you can see not a lot of IDP fantasy points, and we only have one guy uh, pegged to pick up, and that would be Javon Kinlaw on the 49ers end, the defensive tackle. Um, yeah, I mean, the top scorer for the Cardinals was a quarter, rookie quarterback, Starling Thomas, so I actually really like as a player. Um, but, yeah, that's not great. Uh, so I really thought the safeties uh, were going to give up because – uh, the 49ers give up a lot of tackles to safeties, but Jalen Thompson did okay. Uh, six tackles, five solo, but nothing else. No splash plays. And then Buda Baker, five tackles, three solo with nothing else. So I guess they got okay tackles-wise, but just no splash plays because the 49ers just score all the time. So it's, it's tough. Efficient machine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, honestly, this game I probably have the least to say about. I mean, no major injuries. All the people that we expected to play, their staffs played. There just wasn't much production for the Cardinals, you know. And then on the, the 49ers end, the linebackers dominated. The quarters dominated um, as, you know, the Cardinals were trying to play from behind all games. So that's kind of to be expected. Uh, Bosa luckily saved his day with a sack. Otherwise, it would have been really rough. Uh, so I don't know. What do you have on this one? Yeah, not a whole lot more than that. I mean the the Cardinals have just been gross all year. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's tough to trust any of them. You know, like uh, obviously we we like our defensive backs there and Baker and Thompson and, and yeah, then rightfully so. If you got them, you're rolling them out. But I never feel I don't feel like I felt a few years ago with Buda Baker, where it's like he's mm -hmm. gonna explode, right? So like okay, he's gonna put up maybe double digits and be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah. Uh, don't want to take too much time because the 49ers played like the 49ers do, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Like you know exactly who to be playing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, to, to your point, yeah, there's not a whole lot really to say. Yeah. Uh, I, guess, I guess maybe Chase Young, you know, only playing 54%. I mean, that's an embarrassment of riches there on that defensive line. So, yeah. you don't, they're not trying to force him in there because they have enough bodies there. So, you shouldn't be trying to force Chase Young in there uh, in your mm -hmm. lineups as well. Uh, so, other than that, no, you, keep on playing your studs feels like they're taking it easy with him to you know for the playoffs to maybe ramp ramp him up fully so that's why you know the interior guys are, are playing a little bit better javon kinlaw kevin givens in for the injured uh javon hargrave and uh arik armstead so uh that's kind of what's going on there you know josh woods on the cardinals end you, you would like to trust at 96 percent. i think i would for the most part if i'm starting two to four linebackers maybe with a flex or two i think i'm starting josh woods most weeks it's just this was a brutal production you know the, mm. 
because they kept scoring, you know, they didn't even <laughs> run the ball. So that kind of is what it is, right? All right. So we'll get away from that gross game for IDP and yes, head please. to uh, the Commanders and the Rams here. Uh, a little bit better, but not much, honestly. Uh, very top end. So uh, Ernest Jones for the Rams is doing his thing. John Johnson has a full-time role. Uh, Quinton Lake returned from injury and, and takes over with 90%. Of the staffs played, um, he's more of like the he's kind of like a hybrid safety quarter. Um, Jordan Fuller is still playing ninety eight percent of staff, so it's kind of a big, uh, you know, three man job there. Um, it's going to probably be a different guy every week, but John Johnson's been on fire the past couple of weeks. So um, our guys on the defensive line didn't do anything in this game. So Peck had a down game. Uh, Aaron Donald did hardly anything. Kobe Turner did hardly anything. Ed Byron Young uh, did hardly anything. So really surprising uh, going against that Washington, you know, deep offensive line and Sam Howell, who loves to take sacks. They only had one sack in this one. So all of our bets on <laughs> on the Rams defensive line, we have them in, you know, stud and solid categories, and none of them delivered. So that was a huge miss. And no good reason, you know. They they should have been able to get home. Um, you know, Sam Howell did get replaced uh, with Jacoby Brissett, but, uh, you know, still, they had plenty of time early in the game to get to him. So um, on the commander side, it is Kaliki Hudson, uh, who is the new LB2 behind Cody Barton. So uh, we thought it might be David Mayo, who played well uh, for Cody Barton. When he was out, but I think they're doing a direct backup situation there. So Mayo is the direct backup to Barton, and if Barton's not out, Mayo doesn't play. And Hudson is the direct backup for Jamin Davis. With Jamin Davis um, gone for the rest of the season, Hudson is definitely a top top uh, waiver wire pickup here. So, uh, what else you got for this one? Yeah, well, disappointing. Byron Young did play eighty yeah. percent of the defensive snaps. Oh, yeah. Young defensive end, so. You know, you love to see it. Uh, brighter days are definitely ahead for for that young man. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, only 65%. Not a disappointing year of the defensive tackle position. We've kind of been on this for a few weeks now. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be necessarily a, a bigger name on your waiver wire, but if you're still in there and there's defensive tackle required leagues, you can probably find someone that's done more this year, uh, Aaron Donald, which is a crazy thing to say. Um, and, I, you know, I don't go crazy, but... I don't know. It, 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 I, it's hard for me to trust him uh, in what your semifinals or, or quarterfinals, depending on your league settings. Yeah. And then Washington. Yeah. Other than Hudson, uh, the players played like we expected to. Uh, Barton played great. 100% of defensive snaps. You know, 13 combined tackles. That's what he does. Uh, Jerome Payne finally had a game that was reminiscent of last breakout. Uh, 72% of defensive snaps played. Two sacks, three QB hits, you know, three combined tackles. So, uh, that's nice. I don't fully trust him again, uh, like I did no. last year. But you know, again, like if I, Donald or Payne, like I, I don't know. It's more of a coin flip than you'd yeah. expect to be at this point. Uh, yeah. yeah, Cam Curl, hundred percent defensive snaps, five combined tackles. Uh, not quite the production we want from him, but it just like seeming like an off game for for most folks. Um, so yeah, not a whole lot to learn from this one. Good. All right. That will take us to uh, the Cowboys and the Bills. So yet again, the Cowboys involved in another 
goofy blowout game, but this time getting blown out by the Bills. So going to be tough to have, you know, strong takeaways from their side uh, of the defensive uh, staffs, you know, and kind of the same for Buffalo. Uh, so Taylor Rapp uh, played 100% of staff. So if you're in need of a safety uh, kind of Hail Mary guy for the rest of the year, Taylor Rapp is pegged as a pickup. Uh, we saw Terrell Dodson outduel uh, Terrell Bernard uh, on just 51% of snaps to Bernard's 88%. So that's not usual this year. So I would still continue rolling Bernard out there. But again, with kind of a goofy game script, you're going to get goofy results here. Um, we did have a few sacks. Rousseau got a sack. Floyd got a sack. Oh, Rousseau, half of a sack to be split with Dodson. And then that scumbag, Jordan Phillips, got a sack as well um, on 28% of the staff. So do not go chasing those points. Um, Ed Oliver let us down in this one. Uh, his production continues to be very lumpy uh, throughout the year. On the Dallas side, Dave Clark was the top scorer. Uh, seems to have the LB role uh, in lock over Marquise Bell. We were kind of unsure because they had been flip-flopping uh, the staff leaders, but I think that's two weeks in a row now that Clark has it, so uh, he should be pretty solid going for it. Demarcus Lawrence does the Undertaker gif uh, sitting up and decides to have a game. I would absolutely not trust him or that production going forward, but uh, you know he did give us eight tackles somehow uh seven of them solo really just doesn't make any sense to me uh donovan wilson is a safety that i like going forward here uh only 69 percent of the staffs uh he had been you know in the high 80s or low 90s so i'm kind of uh unsure why the staffs dip so low in this one but as long as he's you know not injured i still really confident in it in him going forward with those prior uh, strong snap counts. And, you know, Michael Parsons, you know, killed you in this one. So hope all you guys 101s, you know, like this uh, solid one solo or wait, two assistant tackles in your, in your first week of playoffs. So uh, I think you deserve it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I feel very validated in my uh, whole preseason take of not understanding why people were gobbling up Parsons as the top IDP player. So haha to, to all of you. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't rub that in anyone's faces, right? That's, that's <laughs> mean. Uh, oh you switched uh to oh, this here you go. Yeah. Yeah I'm sorry somebody messaged me. I didn't know that was gonna pop up there. But... Oh you're good. Uh <laughs> yeah I mean noteworthy performances on the Cowboys you know Mozzie Smith 47% of defensive snaps. That's fun to see. Probably in, uh, you know, the fact that the game was yeah. pretty over. So let's go see what he has. So don't rush out and, you know, pick him up. Uh, but for those of us in those deeper dynasties, like we like to see that, though. I like to see that upside uh, there. So that's nice. Stephon Gilmore at cornerback spot has had a couple of nice games back yeah. to back. Um, 100% of defensive snaps uh, people throw against. He'll throw against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a nice defensive line, or at least they try to. Uh, they play yeah. Miami next week. So um, nice that matchup. should be a fun game. That should be a fun game. <laughs> uh, so I would expect there to be a lot of passing. So I, I, I you know, like the defensive backs there uh, for the Cowboys in that game. 
Uh, Osa Adegazua, 75% of defensive snaps. That's really nice from defensive tackle. Like, he's oh, nothing yeah. more right now than a, probably a DT3, DT2, but yeah, uh, it's a name that he continues to see a more and more expanded role when he's, you know, making That's, plays. So the stats are killer for defensive tackle. So exactly. I love it. So, so loving that. Uh, from the Bills, uh, Jordan Poyer continues to be sort of an unsung DB three. Uh, I just checked it out. He's yeah. 31st in uh, safeties oh, nice. uh, in our scoring system, which is, yeah, it's DB three. Uh, yeah. I feel like we don't talk about him a whole lot because we're kind of just used to that performance. So it's not really exciting, but you know, 12 mm-hmm. points, 12 points uh, in the scoring system. So don't forget about him. Uh, he's a pretty solid play across the board. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise I think you nailed everything else. Yeah, I just want to point out Sam Williams again. Only 16% of snaps. I, w- I wish yeah. they would give him more run, but two QB hits on those 16%. Like, huh. if he could, if he could be unleashed next year, he's going to be a monster, uh, especially playing opposite Parsons. Like, oh man, he's going to be one on one a lot. Like, I'm really excited. I really hope he gets a shot next year to, and they move on from Demarcus Lawrence and, and he can, you know, hit that. 60 plus uh snap count so in dynasty i am a strong strong holder of sam williams so all right that's our uh brings us to our final game uh the ravens and the jaguars uh awesome to see justin matabuke continue his his torrid season uh another Unreal. sack it was it 11 straight i think i heard with a yeah, sack with at least half a sack yeah yeah, for an interior lineman like that, he's just a stud. So. He's going to get paid. Yeah, big time. Um, Kyle Hamilton had a decent enough game. But, yeah, not a lot of points to go around overall for the Ravens, though. So, thankfully, Montebuque had that sack. because, But also four QB hits to go along with it and a forced fumble, um, but only one solo. So, basically, all one play. <laughs> he had his, his points, but it was it was significant. Uh, play that's for sure uh the linebackers in Roquan and Patrick Queen you know very modest games here uh six tackles and four tackles uh for Smith and then Queen um yeah I don't really have a ton else uh I guess did Marcus Williams get hurt again because he only played 56 percent of the staffs and Gino Stone back up to 77 but neither I uh, had a whole lot of production to go with that. So um, I don't know at this point. It's it, it's, it feels like musical safeties, uh, whether they're healthy or not, and who's actually giving us production. And Kyle Hamilton was banged up coming into this game. Like I, I'm kind of over uh, their whole safety group there <laughs> at this point. So. Um, and then for the Jaguars, it was a race shot. It was all the safeties. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins and Andrew Wingard had the, the best days here. Uh, you know, Foye still did his thing. Devin Lloyd coming out strong at the end of the season. Trayvon Walker gets a sack. Uh, Josh Allen, unfortunately, no sack. Uh, still got two QB hits. It was very much disruptive in this game. Unfortunately, we don't get fantasy points for that, but uh, he should still finish the year quite strongly. So, uh, Wingard is the only guy we have pegged from this one to as a pickup. Uh, you know, as long as Andre Cisco is going to be out, Wingard should have uh, you know very decent uh, upside here going forward, playing next to Jenkins. So, 
Uh, you got anything on this one? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not really. Bad. I mean, I mean, these games, these players. I mean, if you're following them on YouTube, which you should be, like and subscribe if you are. Uh, <laughs> all that jazz. Heck, like and subscribe anywhere you're listening to this. Uh, yeah, smash it. Like, we appreciate you. Thanks for being here uh, and seeing us through the end of this. Uh, but uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you see our start sit designations and all of the studs and solids pretty much did their stud and solids things on both sides. Yeah. Right. Uh, and without any crazy injuries, um, not a whole lot to learn. I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised Kyle Hamilton came back after that scary, what, MCL sprain. Uh, yeah. Played 100%. Like, they was like, yep, you're back. You're good. Uh, <laughs> so. I mean, roll him out there with confidence wherever you have him. I, to be honest, I was fading him this week uh, just on yeah. the idea of like, I don't know how much he's going to play because there's, they thought his season might have been over, but he's back like after mm. one or two weeks. Come on. Uh, but no, not a whole lot to learn. Uh, keep rolling out these folks uh, where you're rolling them out because they're all doing well. Absolutely. All righty. Um, we will wrap up here with just kind of a overview of uh, the top pickups. So I'm just going to do like the top uh, maybe three or four um, at each position there. And uh, if you want to chime in with anyone else, uh, please feel free. So at linebacker, uh, we think the top pickup should be Kaliki Hudson uh, over there in Washington. Along with Jermaine Pratt in Cincinnati, Jeremiah Owusu Kormo, and COD Taki Taki from Cleveland. Uh, I'll go top five. And then uh, Josie Jewell there in, in Denver would be our favorite ads at linebacker. At defensive back, DeMarco Hellows in Atlanta, the new safety <laughs> playing next to Jesse Bates. Uh, I fed to Malawafu uh, over in Detroit, taking over for Tracy Walker full time. Taylor Rapp over in Buffalo and Xavier Woods uh, over in Carolina. And of course, Jordan Battle in Cincinnati is pretty close to a full time player next to Daxon Hill there. And then on your defensive line, it's DJ Wadham uh, just crushing the staffs and crushing the production lately over in Minnesota. Zach Sealer, the defensive tackle in Miami. Bear Browning, the defensive end in Denver. Uh, Samson Ibukov, the defensive end in Indianapolis. And then, of course, our Swiss Army knife, Andrew Van Ginkle in Miami. I don't really know what position he wanted to say he plays linebacker, edge rusher, defensive end. He does it all. And when he gets to play, you know, a full time role, he just does nothing but give you IDP fantasy points so uh yeah you got anyone from that list you want to highlight or or names that you know weren't mentioned that you'd like to highlight yeah i mean at linebacker if you can get yourself a denzel perryman like i think yeah. he's a really solid ad there uh in in Houston, uh, at defensive back i'll continue to hammer pj lock he he's been really good yeah. for the last few weeks um you can probably find him pretty much anywhere solid db2 for you uh in most of your league sizes uh and then yeah defensive line uh yeah i'll be i'll be a homer and say anferny jennings has been really really great for the past he's beginning the playtime uh don't be too scared about you know his injury he came back i'm going to be fine so uh yeah those would be my main additions 
Excellente. All right. Um, well, I'm going to do a quick little sign off and then go eat some chicken noodle soup. I'm sure everyone watching, listening can see the energy's down. The voice is a little nasally. I'm fighting something. I don't know what the heck it is, but I'm going to go eat some chicken noodle soup and hopefully watch my birds, uh, you know, rise from the past couple of games where they've been getting demolished. Um, and then take a W home over there in Seattle. So appreciate everyone listening. Again, I'm Steve Thompson, Dicey Santa on Twitter. And Matt, I'll let you take take us off. Yep, I'm Matt Record at MRecord21. As always, check out all the great stuff in the IDP guys. Again, soon to be renamed IDP Plus Network. We're on X slash Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have Facebook. Uh, we have obviously idpguys.com. Org. Uh, we have a bunch of awesome YouTube content, a lot of awesome podcast content. It's everything. It spans everything. Uh, we have a really great uh, offense content uh, content with the uh, offensive points guys now uh, that are about to switch over to really uh, oh, dynasty-focused uh, stuff. Uh, we have some new betting podcasts that are coming out. I really have everything. I know the NFL season is sort of dying down going to those playoffs, but we're going to be rocking this the entire year. Whatever y'all need. Uh, for your fantasy football, you know, leagues, we're going to be here for. So be sure to be following us everywhere. Uh, and check out our merch. We've got some new merch rolled out today. Today, uh, head over to idpguys.org to see that, uh, or there'll be a link uh, if you're watching on YouTube to our merch site uh, right here in the description. And go check it out. It looks fly as a heck. Beautiful. Yeah, hopefully all are still in your leagues. I know I, I'm kind of in some of them. Uh, but yeah, I wish you nothing but the best this week uh, as you uh, go for that gold. Yeah, good luck. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Bye.